let's keep talking about how great he is. Man, he is a big, big God. He's so huge. And maybe it's because I got this once-in-a-lifetime experience of getting to go on vacation with my bride to Hawaii, which is basically another planet in the solar system. It looks nothing like anything I've ever seen. And there's something about it that has just caused me to think about how big he is. But I think it is bigger than that, too. Maybe it's Father's Day, honestly, because I think about Father's Day, and I grew up thinking my dad could do anything, which he pretty much could because he's a mechanic and he's, he could fix anything. I can't think of a single time that I brought him a, a toy that was damaged that he couldn't fix it. Uh, so maybe it's something about both of those together that, that causes me to want to park on this. But we're going to park on it for a while. But before we park on it, let's pause for a moment. It's Father's Day. Happy Father's Day, everybody. Yes. All you dads and granddads, stand up if you're in the room. If you're watching, listening at home, make your dad stand up and granddad stand up. Let's give him a hand. Woo! Guys rock. Awesome. You may be seated. Yes, it is, uh, it is hard and fun and everything in between to be a dad. Uh, we pretty much live on the idea of getting to embarrass our kids. It's usually the thing that we eventually fall into eventually. Um, and it's, it's sometimes hard because, you know, there's a lot of pressure. You want to be a provider. You want to uh, provide security and provisions and just everything else in your family. There's a lot that goes into that. So, uh, man, I just want to tell all you dads, I know we say we really, really, Sherry reminds me of this. My wife, Sherry, says, man, we really kind of pour it on for the moms. And, you know, it's during school. And so all the kids at school draw these beautiful pictures. You know, Father's Day happens in June. And, you know, kids aren't making it. Nobody's making them make a craft for us at school, you know. Uh, and we we kind of, even sometime, one time uh, someone pointed out that on Mother's Day, I'm like, oh, we love our mothers. And aren't they great? Thank God for mothers. And then when Father's Day come, I'd be like, men, we need to step up and be better dads. You know, it's like, we need to pour it on for dads. I want to just tell you, you just being here, and if you're watching, listening online, you just tuning in and having your family with you, you just being here makes an enormous impact on so many people. You have no idea how big it is. Uh, we, we went through some statistics at a men's retreat once, and it, it showed that, you know, even though every single famous person that has a camera in their face says, hi, mom. What about dad, right? But the statistics show that when a dad was involved in connecting their kids to church and faith, that the, the percentage of kids that stayed involved in church and the faith were exponentially bigger. Like we're talking about 70 to 80% of the time, kids will stick with it because of the impact of the leadership of a dad in their life or a granddad in their life. So what you do matters. It's huge. It's big. It's awesome. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all you do. I love my dad so much. I've thought of him a lot, as I always do every Father's Day. It's been really, really cool to look back and just, you know, remember all the things he did for me and all the sacrifices made. He's a coal miner or worked so, so hard and sacrificed. And I was thinking, uh, one of the things I thought about this weekend that maybe I hadn't quite articulated before is that my dad really taught me and my sister how to make good decisions early in life so that we could have a better future. 
And that was something he really drove home for us. It was a lecture I didn't enjoy always hearing. <laughs> you know, he, it was a common thing. Now, get you an education, make good choices, blah, blah, blah. You know, yeah, yeah, Dad, I know. Uh, but the older I've gotten, I realized, wow, things could have been so differently if it weren't for my, a dad teaching me that and guiding me in that path. Um, and to watch my dad become a man of God in my college years, to go from someone who didn't want to go to church to someone who now is at church all the time. He video records at his church, uh, runs, the, runs their video. Uh, I'm like, Dad, like, I couldn't get you to get a laptop. What's going on? God has changed you so much. Uh, but it's really, really cool to see that. When I think about my dad, I realize something I've learned over the years, and maybe you've heard this too, is that we often perceive God through the lens of how we perceive our earthly fathers. So sometimes that can be tough, or sometimes it'd be great, right? And for me as a dad, I was like, oh no, Lord, help me not to wreck my kids. <laughs> help them to see really you instead of me somehow, some way. But when I think back at how my dad could really, in my mind, fix and do anything, that was a gift he gave me because I still cling to that today about God in heaven, that he is a big, big God. I had this thought, when there's a moment when you or I can think, wow, God is real, and I see him at work. That's probably only a trillionth of the time that it's actually happening, right? That we actually pause and recognize it and maybe acknowledge it. But in that moment when we do recognize it, that that's only a small part of it, but he's doing the very same things in some form or fashion for the millions and maybe even billions of others who are following him and believing in him also. While simultaneously hotly pursuing those human beings on planet earth who yet to even believe he exists because he loves them that much and that's what he does. Everything God does is to pursue, to seek, and to save those who you are yet to believe in Him and know Him and experience life in Him. And all of that is happening at the same time. That blows my mind that that's how big our God is. Have you ever seen an amazing sunset and it just caused you to be like, God, you're awesome. That's amazing. Or taken a hike or gone to one of the state parks or national parks and see something you just don't normally get to see and say, wow, thank God, that, that's you. You made that. Somehow you'd made that happen. You ever even go into the zoo and see all the animals and say, wow, God, like you created all this variety of stuff. Wow, God. We say, wow, God, and then you look at the cicadas and you say, why, God, right? <laughs> he made those too. If you've done any of those things at all, then you probably won't have any trouble somewhat agreeing with this scripture I'll read to you. Romans 1, verses 19 and 20, it says, For what can be known about God is plain to them, because God has shown it to them. Now, the them is what Paul calls ungodly people. You know, ungodly sounds really harsh, doesn't it? And I don't know how harsh Paul meant it, but at, at the very basic definition, it's those who are without God. 
There's non-godness there. And he's saying what can be known about God is plain to them because God has shown it to them. And it says in verse 20, for his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made. So they are without excuse. Now, I remember being introduced to this passage, and it was used to describe this idea like, well, what if someone on planet Earth has yet to hear some cool preacher like me tell them about Jesus? Well, what, what, what's the deal with that? Don't they need to hear? And people would point to this passage and say, but, but they do get to hear. They get to see. They get to know. And I would be like, okay, that's a cool passage, but I don't know. I don't know, man. Is that enough? And that was decades ago when I first was introduced to this verse. I don't know, maybe I've grown sappy in my older age now that I'm almost 49. Is this enough? I would say absolutely yes. The bigness of God, according to him, is clearly perceived in the world he created. Clearly perceived. He says, I've shown them who I am through what I have made. I've shown everyone who I am through what I've made. The creation of God is literally preaching the gospel every day. All around you, all the time, gospel is happening. Yes, even the cicadas have been singing the gospel of Jesus Christ. Maybe that'll help us change our attitude a little bit about them things, right? The creation is proclaiming him, how big he is. Let's keep measuring his bigness for just a little bit. Humor me for a moment, and wherever you are, whether you're watching online or listening online or you're here in this room, close your eyes for a moment so that you can block out everything else around you. Take one of your hands and simply place it on your belly. Okay. Preacher being creepy, I get it. (laughs) But hopefully, as you just relax and do that, you can feel the rise and the fall of every breath that you take. You didn't tell your body to do that. It's just happening. And if you raise your hand just a little bit higher and place it over your heart, I hope and pray you can feel a heartbeat right now. If not, you need to stop and dial 911 right now. (laughs) But if you feel the beat of that heart, you don't tell it to do that. It's just happening. And while your eyes are closed, and maybe you're still feeling your heart beating, feeling the expansion of your diaphragm as you take each breath, I want you to know how it happens. There's a little phrase at the end of this passage I want you to listen for, but let me give you context. Colossians 1.15, it describes Jesus in this way. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation, for by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. 
And he is before all things, and here it is. And in him all things hold together. Open your eyes. The breath that you take, the beat of your heart, the amazing picture that you can see right now with your eyes open. Listen, I know some of us have to have help with that. But I'm telling you, all the technology we have, we're up to 4K. Maybe we're at 6K now, and I don't even know it. It's just an attempt to try to get us to see something on a screen that's two-dimensional, that matches what the human eye that God has created is able to perceive. The depth, the dimension, the color, the beauty, the bigness of God. That is Him. He holds all of that together. We consist because of him. He makes it go. He didn't just make it. He keeps it going. I heard a long time ago, I learned a long time ago, that the earth has a tilt on its axis. It's what provides the seasons that we have as it revolves in 365 days around the sun. But if the tilt of planet earth were to just shift one degree in either direction, It would either engulf the planet in flames or freeze it completely over. But where it is, that perfect tilt sustains life on earth, sustains our lives this very morning. He holds it together. I mean, I'm telling you, some people will say, that's science. I'm like, yeah, God made science. (laughs) He is big. He's doing all of this. All at the same time. Listen, let me tell you something else. He knows every single living thing intimately and at once and in total. And I would keep going and say, and at the same time. <laughs> That's how big he is. Jesus said it this way in Matthew 10 29 Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? And not one of them will fall to the ground apart from your father. But even the hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear not, therefore, you are more of more value than many sparrows. I want to tell you something very deep and very spiritual right now. There are a lot of stinking birds in the world. A lot of birds. A whole lot of them. And God knows intimately Every single one of them. Not one of them can hit the ground without his knowledge of it. And that's what Jesus is trying to get through the people's skulls in the first century and still today is that God knows all that so intimately. He is that big and he's also that loving that he would know that detail that all of the hairs are numbered. Like every single one of us just in this room, every single one of you watching and listening online, He has got a number for the number of hairs on your head. That's how intimately he knows you. And why are we even going there today? Why are we doing all this? Because I want you to understand that he does this for 7.9 billion people on planet Earth. That he knows them that intimately. And I believe this, to measure God's bigness is to treasure his goodness. That's the dots I want to connect because you can leave here and say, that's really cool. God is big. Cool. 
let's go to Frisch's, let's go to Skyline, kids eat free, whatever, right? You can just do that and, 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 and walk away from this. I don't want you to miss that why is it so important that we realize how great he is and how big he is. So because as big as he is, you matter. As huge as he is, you matter. Every single detail of your life actually matters. He knows everything you're going through, everything you're thinking, everything you're feeling, and he's doing that for 7.9 billion people right here, right now. He is big, and he is so, so good. One of our biggest issues as humans, though, is this. We downsize God, and we upsize ourselves or our circumstances. Come on. Don't we? I have to unplug and clear my mind sometimes just to barely remember how big God is. I, mean, I can watch a beautiful sunset and say, man, God is so big. He's so good. He's, he's an amazing creation. And I get an unexpected invoice and I'm like, how am I going to do that? How am I going to pay that? I went from God is so big to I've upsized my circumstances and downsized God. This is what we do. When we do that, when we downsize God and we upsize either ourselves or our circumstances, we believe we've got this, right? And then when we're not sure we've got this, we're also not sure God's got this. This is what we do, right? And we can only notice God's bigness once in a great while. Now I'm wondering if we could change that. Maybe daily, maybe throughout every day of our lives, we can do what it says in Psalm 46.10 where God says, be still and know that I am God. Maybe every time we notice our circumstances or ourselves so much that we pause in that moment and remind ourselves that God is so much bigger than this. And you know what I used to do? That would make me feel too small. But it shouldn't. It should make me feel so loved and so cared for because my hairs are numbered. And listen, God's having to be counting down lately. Every single day. That's how intimately he knows. He knows every single new thing that happens in my life. He is so big and he's doing it for you 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 consistently and at the same time. I think about, I can barely remember this when I was little, but I can remember it vividly when my kids were little. I think about the time when we were introducing and I was getting introduced to going out into the water. And that's kind of a big deal. And I remember taking my kids out into water, and I think it was just a swimming pool, and you're going a little deeper and a little deeper, and you have that child on your hip. Dads, you remember this? Some of you may have done this. And you can feel their bodies just tighten around you. And you can look at the, their eyes and realize they've got that uh-oh look in their mind like, oh, I don't want to do this, I don't want to do this, I don't want to do this. And what do you say? What do you dads say? Maybe what I said, it's okay. It's all right. I've got you. I'm not going to let you go. This can be fun. <laughs> Every kid's wired a little differently. Some kids are like, nope, I ain't doing it. They cry, they scream, and you hurry up and get them back on solid ground, and you're like, won't they just trust me? This could be fun if they would just trust me. 
And some kids, they were kind of born with gills or something. They're like squirming out of your arms and swimming in. Okay, okay, let me just pull you back up out of the water. But there's that moment that a lot of us dads have with our kids. We're trying to help them to see that this is okay. I got you. I remember kids being on the monkey bars. You're like, okay, how do I get down from here? Listen, I've got you. Just jump off. I'm not going to drop you. Now, listen, we do this, dads, and we're just plain old sinners. (laughs) We are not even close to perfect, are we? But think about the good, good father. How can we not think this big, big God who causes every single one of your breaths and heartbeats to happen without you thinking about it? who's holding the earth at the perfect tilt on its axis to sustain our lives right here, right now. How could we ever doubt that he has us? How could we ever doubt that? We do. And you know what? Some of that's probably okay because God has spent a lot of time and effort writing this to give it to you, where he says over and over again, fear not, for I am with you. Be strong, be courageous. O ye of little faith, I am with you. I will never leave you. I'll never forsake you. He says it over and over and over again. He knows he needs to remind us of this because it's hard for us to remember these things. But friends, what if we make it a rhythm of our life to, to focus on how big he is and actually start trusting him? That's the next step I want to invite you into to start believing and living as if God's got you. The older I'm getting now that my kids are young adults, it geeks me out when they actually need me. When they actually want my advice, I'm like, yes, I still got it. They wanted me to give them advice on that. That is so cool. And I just wonder how much joy it brings this big, big God when we actually get a little bit more like the sparrows and say, God's got me. It's okay, God's got me. He is so big. He's got my hairs numbered. He knows everything about me. He created me. He loves me so much that he sent his one and only son, Jesus, something very difficult for a dad to do. He sacrificed his own son so that we could spend together forever. So why do I worry? He's got me. Man, is that you? Do you have that? Do you believe that today? If not, I want to invite you to start doing this, to start believing this, to start living it out in your life. And maybe for some of you here or watching online, it starts with that very first step of faith that you take hold of the promise of Romans 10, 13, where it says, for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. You become a child of God when you ask him to forgive you of your sins and to come into your heart and your life. In just a moment, we're going to do a baptism. Little Austin McNeil right here, he's going to get baptized in a little bit. He, he made that decision during the pandemic, during one of our live stream service. We asked people to say yes, and he asked his parents, how do I say yes? And he, they led him through it, and he prayed, and he asked Jesus to save him and forgive him. He's a child of God now. God's got him forever. Have you had that experience? Have you taken that step of faith yet? In a moment when I pray... I invite you to do that. 
And, and if you've done that already, a really cool next step that Austin's about to do is get baptized here in a little bit after we sing another worship song. If you want to do that, you can do that today as well. When you get dunked into the water and brought back up out of the water, it tells this beautiful story of how a big, big God sent his one and only son. He died on a cross. He was buried, and then he rose again so that you can have new life. My life was transformed by him. My dad, I watched his life get completely changed by him in his 50s. I don't care who you are, where you've been, what you've done. There's a few things that are true no matter what. God made you. He loves you. He's done everything he can for you to be with him forever. And now it's up to you whether or not you let that happen. That's true. So what will it be? Well, you start believing and start living as if God's got you. Bow your heads with me. We're going to take a little moment to pray. And as I pray out loud, you pray in your heart. And if you've never asked him to save you and come into your life, call upon his name right now. Don't even listen to me. You talk to God right now. You ask him to forgive you of your sins, to save you, to make you his child. And he does it immediately. Oh, Father, hear our prayers. Thank you for helping us to just take a moment to think of your bigness and your goodness today. And Father, hear the prayers of those calling upon you saying, Jesus, save me. Help them to know about that by their prayer of faith that they are now yours forever. God, I thank you for the baptism we're about to celebrate for Austin who, who, who prayed and asked you to save him months ago and, and now he's about to tell the whole world about his faith in you. Lord, there might be someone here who needs to do that and we've got the waters ready. Give them the courage to step forward during this worship song and allow themselves to be baptized here on Father's Day. Lord, move in our hearts to start believing and start living as if you've got us. Forgive us for doubting you and not trusting you. Lord, help us to instead to believe and trust in you no matter what. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I'm going to invite you to stand and if you're here today in this room and you would like to be baptized, Travis Risher standing down front here. He would love to receive you and he'll help get you to the baptism area. Um, we'd love for you to step out and do that. If that's you today, we got clothes for you to change into. It ain't no big deal. We'll get you hooked up today, all right? If you took a next step of some other, in some other way, maybe you asked Jesus to save you. You're like, man, I did that. You need to tell someone so you can be prayed for, so you can be encouraged. You can let our staff know by texting the words next step to 77411. It's a very simple, easy thing to do. So do that before you leave today so we can know that you've made that decision, all right? We're going to worship him now. Our big, big God, our good, good Father, he is awesome. Let's praise him because he is worthy to be praised.